0: Welcome to Growing in Grace, a weekly program featuring informal conversation to help with growth in understanding the gospel and to live in the freedom that comes through Jesus Christ. And now, here's the host of Growing in Grace, Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Welcome once again to Growing in Grace. I'm Joel Brizicki, and Mike Kapler is with me to talk about the goodness of God, His mercy, His grace, His kindness, and His goodness that has been given to us freely uh, not not so much because he had to, but because he wanted to, uh, because it's his nature. God is good. He just is. And uh, there's a lot of people out there who make God seem like an angry God, to make him seem like uh, you got to get all your ducks in a row before he's going to accept you. But he already had uh, somebody get all his ducks in a row. Jesus Christ, of course, completed the work that god had sent him to do uh and that was for our benefit for all of mankind and so uh mike and i were here to talk about uh about the sacrifice jesus made and how uh it provided freedom for us and it, it provided eternal life for us and mike as always i am just as pleased as i can be to have you with me so hope things are going good with you
1: uh, yeah, unconditional love, Joel. What, what a beautiful thing. I mean, you know, we talk a lot on, on Growing in Grace about how you're not under the law, and, and, and do's and don'ts can bring bondage and, and guilt and frustration and all of that. But as we kind of wrapped up with last time, uh, what, what love can do for you, it, you know, it, it can bring your heart in line with what God wants you to be. Um, it, can, it can make the most out of you. Um, for so long, I wanted to major on the minors. I didn't really understand, even as a, a a pretty well-versed Christian, I really didn't understand what love was or what the gospel was. You know, I, I, I knew the do's and don'ts. I knew you were saved by faith and not by works, but I, I was also under a lot of bondage, too. And, and when I came to understand that God's love is truly unconditional then that that just changed everything about me even how I I think about other people how I approach life in general it doesn't mean I always do everything just right but it it it, but I want to not because I'm afraid that God will send me to hell if I don't which was my mentality before Mm -hmm. I just want to I I I want to do what's right It doesn't mean I'm always out on the street corner preaching the gospel I like to sit around and eat and watch sports Um, sometimes I'm lazy um, but I don't feel guilty about it, and and I really do care for other people in a way that I don't think I, I could have in my earlier Christian life when I didn't really have the, the knowledge and information that I knew to do now about forgiveness and, and God's love.
0: Yeah, yeah, Mike, I was uh, I was with some friends the other night in a, in a Bible study setting, and uh, we were answering. There was some. There were we were just going through this Bible study. The the questions. Uh, were based upon, <laughs> were based upon Exodus 20, and you know it's in Exodus 20 is is the law, and it was based, it was all based upon uh, the first commandment: "You shall have no other gods before me." And one, uh, the first question was, uh, what? Why do you suppose that commandment was given first? And I said, I if if you look at the, what the New Testament says about the law. Uh, the the purpose of the law it was to uh, it was a tutor to bring us to Christ it was a tutor to show us that we're sinful and it's it's and then therefore we would say oh wow I'm a sinner I need a savior and so on and so forth and I said perhaps you know and I'm just guessing I don't even know I wouldn't have even asked that question but perhaps it was given because that's The commandment that most people fall short of, you shall have no other gods before me. But what that uh, led to, uh, you're talking about love and the difference between what law can do and what love can do. One of the other questions that was asked was, how did your parents either model this in their life or not model this commandment in their life? And and I said, well, you know, my parents, they, they didn't set out to model a commandment. What my parents did, and I gave the example that I think I've shared on this program before, that one time when I was younger, I was out drinking and driving with some friends, rolled a car in a ditch, and uh, my friend and I spent the night in jail. And I I got home the next morning. They let us out early in the morning. It was a Sunday morning. My mom was in the kitchen getting ready for church. And I walked in the door, uh, just just having come home from spending a night in jail, and what my mom said to me was, we're just glad you're okay. That was all she said. There's a million things she could have said. You know, she could have she could have said right along with the commandments, "You shall have no other gods before God." Don't you see you're you're, you're being displeasing to God? You know, she could have said a lot of things.
1: I control my religious flesh. Wants to chew you out now, <laughs> even now.
0: <That's, laughs> so there, yeah, and but what? So what I tried to explain to everybody is that. Love, that love that my mom showed me right there and and my dad showed me the same love was so much more meaningful. It changed my life so much more than trying to adhere to any command ever would have done. And God knew that. God knew that right from the start. That's why the purpose of the law was to lead us to Christ, not to not to keep us under the law because the law only produces bondage it tells us that we're sinners and once we come to this knowledge that we're sinners we turn to this loving God who sent his son Jesus Christ who finished the work that he was sent to do so that we could have this love this eternal life with a God who loves us not a God who's looking down on us ready to to whip us or to strike a lightning bolt on us whatever we do wrong
1: well we've been uh, talking a little bit about Galatians here on uh, the past couple of programs and I'm looking Joel at uh, Galatians chapter 1 because uh, much of what we've been talking about is the bondage and um, that the religion can bring and and, and people who are uh, under the law and and caught in that religious net <laughs> uh, will often try to as, as Paul was talking about with the Galatians here people that sort of come in and, and as Paul put it spy out your liberty and 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 try to bring you back into slavery and uh, he's kind of going to chastise the, the Galatians here a little bit with um, and admonish them too with the this, this subject of, of going from from faith trusting just in Christ alone and then going back to mixing the law in with with their faith and we see it throughout churches today all across America Uh, The the two just don't go hand in hand, even though it seems like they should. Um, Paul says, "I, I, I make known to you, brothers, that the gospel which was preached by me is not according to man, for I neither received it from man nor was I taught it, but it came through the revelation of Jesus Christ. You know, we don't really stop to think about that too often, I think, as we read so much of Paul's writings, Joel, that... Uh, You know, we know about the story of how he was blinded, you know, on the road to Damascus and and so on, but he received this not through a tutor, not through uh, somebody who sat him down and said, this is how it is. Uh, It came by a a revealed information from the Spirit of God, revelation, and, and, you know, it made me think back to when uh, Peter and and Jesus were having that that conversation, and, and, uh, you know, Peter. Jesus was asking Peter, who do you think I, I am? And, and eventually, is what he asked? And Peter told him, I think you're the Messiah, the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus said, you know, it's upon this rock, this rock of revelation, that I'm going to build my church. Because flesh and blood didn't reveal this to you. You, you didn't just get this from somebody. It was given to you from above. It was revealed to you Supernaturally. And that's what Paul is saying here, is that I, I just, I didn't get this from a book. It was taught to me by, uh, revealed to me by the Spirit of God. And so I, I think it's important groundwork to lay, you know, if unless you unless you think Paul was a wacko or something, but obviously if you know anything about the Bible, you, you know the, the accuracy of which Paul is going to be teaching when it comes to his epistles. I just find it interesting, Joel, that. Paul had to almost kind of make a case for it here before he really went on for the next several chapters about what he was going to talk about.
0: Right. Yeah, he's saying just like these saying. other
1: guys that were coming in were, were trying to you know get the Galatians off off point, and and Paul is is trying to get them to say, hey, wait a minute, hold on, that what these people are coming in with is is not the truth.
0: God has revealed this to me, and and, and is what is what Paul was saying. The, and and he's he also basically says i'm not sure if it's right here or, or or elsewhere but he he says you know this is what i used to do you know i know for you know for sure in the philippians he said this is look at what i used to do this is what i used to put my trust in and and i was there man i was living the life i was living by the law i considered myself righteous according to the law i was of the right tribe i was of the right heritage I was doing it right, man, uh, and I counted that as dung, so that I can have Christ. And either you're right; he's either got to be a nutcase, or, he, or he's got to have been re, had. He's got to have had this revealed to him uh, by the Spirit of God, and that kind you know that gives me hope just for the church, and it, and it helps me to to realize as well that for the last two thousand years the reason. Christianity, or I won't even say Christianity, but the reason the church of God, the body of Christ, the the reason it has survived isn't because there have been great men or women of faith. It isn't because uh, there have been great people. It's because there's been a spirit, the spirit of God, who has kept this thing going through people who have simply let themselves go and believed in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And, and he has used them and he's used people because that's what he wants to do. So so that that it just helps me because you look at the things that are going on in the world today. I know I'm getting off track here, but so many things going on in the world, it could make a person lose their mind if they tried to make any sense of it. Just know that God's in control. He's got this gospel under control. He's got the world under control. Back to you, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's time for a
1: commercial or something now. I feel like we just had a newscast. But well, but to just pick up on what you left with there, Joel, um, the world is in a mess, and it always has been. And, and I know there are people who pray for peace, but my Bible says that the time of the end draws near that there, there's going to be less peace. And you can still have peace in your life and in your heart and not necessarily be permeated by all the junk in the world. You know, that that doesn't necessarily have to affect your peace at all. But much of what we're dealing with in the world today, Joel, the unrest, the wars, the rumors of wars, uh, and so on, it, you know, it was brought on by religion. Mm-hmm. We could trace this back with our very own Bible right here in front of us. <laughs> I could tell you where a lot of this started. And, um, I mean, you know, let's face it, there's, there's a, lot of, a lot of religion out there the, uh, religious-based um, people who are at war with each other. And, and of course, we all know about Israel being in the middle of all of it. That everything revolves around Israel. I just find that so interesting when you look on the globe and see a little speck of dust mm-hmm. compared to the rest of the world. And yet it seems like the heartbeat of the world centers on what happens with the Jews. It's just interesting how the, you're right, all of that to say that God has an overall control. He knew it was going to happen back then, and he knew it would be happening today. And uh, someday we're going to see a, a restoration like the world has never known, and I think we all look
0: forward to that. Yep, and the same collection of, of books and letters that, that tells us uh, of all the 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 things that are going to happen, all the bad things that are going to happen, it also gives us hope. And uh, it tells us of of so many great things that are happening right now and that are going to happen. And and just as we end here, uh, just to refocus on that peace that we can have in our hearts no matter what's going on. uh, Because Jesus came to give us peace with God.